0: now on this invest talk podcast steve peasley listens to your questions
1: yes this is Don. i'm from
0: pennsylvania
2: i was looking at a stock commercial vehicle group the
0: ticker is c v g i and provides unbiased answers
1: and remember investors look forward forward. So they're looking at their stock and say, well, mean interest rates are rising. Is the Fed trying to slow the economy? They slow the economy, then these kinds of stocks won't work. So that's why uh, it's under pressure going downward.
0: Invest talk, Over 38 million downloads and counting. Across America and around the world, your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This
2: podcast is produced by KPP Financial, Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial, independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, February eleventh, 2022. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm happy to be here today, as always, and to answer any of your financial investment questions you might have. Now, at some point in your life, you will realize that when it comes to financial planning over the long term, you have one chance, one, to get it right. So the sooner you start, the better you, 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 your applied strategy can work for you, and become successful. You have one chance. The longer you wait, the more regret you're going to have. Trust me in this. I, I've spoken to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people and that is a regret of many. I should have started earlier. I didn't think about it. I was, you know, too busy working or raising a family. Didn't think about it. You have to do it. You only get one chance. And the earlier you start, the better, way better off you're going to be. Now, with that said, Justin Klein, and I have always told you that the market, it's can be and is volatile and can be and is unpredictable. We've been witnessing those circumstances play out here in the last month or so right so i hope you've been preparing i hope you've been paying attention the cycle of change we are in is what you're seeing cycle of change the market goes in cycles economy goes in cycles there's always these cycles going on now we have a very long-term interest rate cycle making a change the long term was interest rates going down now it's not they're still very low, but the change is in. Fed said they're gonna start raising rates. You think they're gonna start raising rates and then stop and reverse? Well, they haven't we're still at zero. Kind of hard to reverse, you're still at zero. So no, I th- I think th- I think the change is in. Okay, so you always want accurate information. You're always looking for opportunities. I'm here to help you with that. And we're gonna answer your questions on this show and podcast. So Time to ask, time to call. I really do enjoy answering the questions. Just and I do both, I, we both like it. I, I kind of like it, i I always liked it for the last 20 plus years as I've been doing it on this radio show and now podcasts. So I will help you build your financial future if you let me. So on today's program podcast, we'll operate with the same mission statement as we do every day, independent thinking, shared success. And that, of course, tells you that we will give you the facts as we know them because we're going to... Share our, share our failures and success. We want to hear your successes and your failures. We, we talk about it. We'll talk about how we can avoid failures in the future. You can be, the market has a bias to the upside over long periods of time. So why not play that bias? Too many people trying to time the market. You can't time. So give me a call. Love to talk to you. We'll give you all this information we can without any bias Please call. The number is 888-99-CHART. We're live. We're live every day, Monday through Friday, Pacific time. And you can ask your question. The voice question, uh, the voice is always open. Where you can call any time. But right now we're live, 888-99-CHART. So let's get right to the first listener question.
0: Hey, Justin or Steve, this is Zen from Orlando. I know this question has been asked and answered before, but I could use a refresher. I have a Roth 401k through my employer, and in the event of leaving my employer, can you explain the steps of how to roll over your 401k? And uh, I believe there was a certain verbiage you said to use that would uh, ensure that you are not penalized uh, when doing so. I'll listen on the show. Thanks.
1: Okay, so if you have a Roth 401k, you can do two things. You can roll it over into a new Roth 401k with your new employer if they have a Roth 401k, or, and this is the second thing is what I recommend, is you can roll the Roth 401k into a Roth rollover IRA. A Roth rollover IRA. And you can do that by opening up the Roth rollover IRA at any custodian, you know, E-Trade, Schwab, Bank of America, doesn't matter, any Any custodian, and you tell them, I want to roll this Roth, old Roth, old 401k into this new Roth IRA and do it directly, and you won't have any problems. Okay? That's pretty simple, really. 888 99 is our number, everybody, 888 992 4278. I want to answer your questions. My focus point today is based on the story behind the a headline that says, a survey has found that 75% of home buyers during the pandemic, when you were in during the pandemic, have remorse. They're not very happy. They feel sh- well, They should not buy it, or it wasn't what they expected, or something's wrong. So we'll explore, explore that a little bit more. Also, I want to talk about the consumer confidence number today that came out, decade, decade low number. Uh, streaming and the importance of ads. You know, the streaming on TV where there is no ads? You think there is no ads? Well, there are ads, and we'll talk about it a little bit. And, of course, inflation numbers. I don't know how deep, press, now Justin got into them yesterday, but I certainly want to get into them a little bit. And in a different little way, I want to tell you where the inflation is coming. What do you think is the most inflated prices from a year ago? What item? I'll give you a hint. It's not food. Okay, it's not shelter either. What item was had the most inflation year over year last year? What do you want to talk about? I'm interested in talking about anything financial. So let's get to that. The market was down five hundred three points on the Dow. 394 points on the Nasdaq and 85 points on the S&P 500. So we had a decent correction most of January and then it popped up like the last week and since then it's been trading kind of sideways. Today was a pretty big down day. Maybe it's going to retest those lows we had at the you know toward the last third week of January. Maybe we'll test the lows. Why did it go why did it go down today? Most people are pointing at the inflation numbers. And it's probably true. We're heading into a break. It is Friday. And I'm sure many of us, or many of you, are happy to welcome the weekend. But your goal of creating financial freedom must go on, even during the weekend. matter of fact, many of you probably have, that's the time you have to look at your stock, your positions, your stocks, and so on and so forth. Doesn't mean you have to trade them, but it does mean you have to keep an eye on them. So if you have any questions on about that, this is what I'm here for. 888 99
0: This is Invest Talk, and it sure seems like the new year is moving fast. Soon, we'll be halfway through the first quarter. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley are ready to answer your finance and investment questions. Call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. 888
1: 992 We're going to talk to Albert in San Jose. Hi, Albert.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm good, Daddy. Thank you for the call.
0: Yeah, so my question is, uh, I'm stuck with a 401 that basically choose growth, uh-huh. uh, value blend, and yeah. also small, mid, and large cap. So oh. with the interest rate going up right now, what should I be investing
1: in? Probably the large cap and the blend of those you listed. Okay, the ones that will probably perform the best doesn't mean they'll go up, but they'll go down less than the the growth stuff. Uh-huh. But and and they oh, should right. do better in this kind of environment. With a rising interest rate environment, uh, value goes will do better. So you that that usually that value usually comes in the form of bigger stocks.
0: Okay. So the value and blend will be the choice.
1: Yes, exactly. And big stocks, big stocks.
3: Right. Appreciate the okay, call. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah. A lot of your 401ks, they don't give you a lot of choices. You're kind of stuck with what they give you, what they offer you. This is what you get and may not be the ideal thing that you want, but you don't have much choice. I mean, we just don't, yeah, and, and that's going to stay that way. There's not going to be much change. Um, I like a lot of 401ks, and I do it for my, my employees at the offices. I let them uh, opt out inside the 401k uh, into a managed account that they can manage directly by an individual stocks or whatever else they want, okay, in the 401k sphere. And that costs extra to the employer, and uh, so, but I I think it's only you know I don't like the choices the the vanilla 401ks offer. My focus point today is based on a story behind the scene uh, the the headline: this survey has found that 75 percent of home buyers during the pandemic now admit they have remorse. So, what does that mean? That means they they're, they shouldn't have bought during the pandemic. Uh, they. You know how prices just skyrocketed, right? We know that they just, you know, got out of hand. Well, what are some of the regrets these people have? Not just It's not just the price, which is one of them, okay? Uh, 72% of the homeowners regret the aspect of the purchase and 60% experience some type of remorse. Uh, bank rate, this is from Bank Rate Survey, found and uh, another one. Let's see. Uh, another survey found, based on they said, um, there there was they had too much work. The cost to fixing the house was more than they expected, and that's one of the things a new home who a new home buyer doesn't really take into consideration enough. You know, you have a nice house, but maybe you got to put drapes or curtains up. Maybe you got to redo something. It's bad. You know, um, uh, so like, I think it was like 40% say there's too much work. Uh, 30% they, they have hurt hidden costs. They didn't expect. Um, and 28% said their mortgage is too high. Another one, uh, didn't, didn't, do enough research before they bought. That was 23%. Uh, one, they even said interest rates too high, and I—that's—I don't know how that's possible. Twenty-six percent said interest rates too high. Those people are living in the fantasy world, so it makes me doubt their reasonableness of this survey. If you think interest rates are too high, there's something wrong with you. You don't know anything about mortgage rates then, because we've had super low mortgage rates, mortgage rates for a number of years now. Just a little history. I bought my first house. I paid 12 and a quarter percent, 30 year fixed. 12 and a quarter percent. 12 and a quarter. And I thought I got a good deal. So think about that. What are the mortgage rates? Three and a half percent for a 30 year fix? I mean, it got below three. And during the pandemic, they were around three. How can you think mortgage rates are too high? If people, if you think that, then you need a reality check, because you don't know you don't know reality. Anyways, but that's that's what people regret. They regret buying the house. They had to, but you know, a lot of people. I want see the problem with that, Sherry. What what if you asked them the year before COVID? What what would what would the, be the? I, I like some comparison of regret. Was there a lot of regret then too? See some of the. I I take issue at some of these statistics these people give you because, you know, they can make them do whatever you want. I mean, in some ways, how do we know that that's even out of line? Maybe that's normal. Maybe it is. Okay, uh, it's a busy talk Friday as usual. Coming up soon, I will preview the KPP Premium Newsletter and my phone lines are open, 888-99-CHARTS.
0: Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck, because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. I was calling about R.C., Ready Capital Corp. I wanted to know what you guys think of it. Thank you.
1: R.C. Okay, Ready Capital Corp out of New York. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, and you all remember what a REIT is. You have to pay, to qualify, it has to be in the real estate business, and it has to pay 90% of the dividends out in the form of, 90% of earnings out in the form of a dividend, 90% to qualify for REIT. And when they do, they don't have to pay corporate income tax. Okay? Uh, So it's reinvesting agency and non-agency residential mortgage-backed securities. Okay. So remember, it's mortgage-backed securities. And interest rates are rising. And so you're looking at the spread between the borrowing and – when interest rates start to rise, a REIT who is relying on securities, trading securities, usually has a harder time maintaining profit. And that's why the PE of this stock is so low. They're going to make – $2.05 $2.05 in 2021, okay, because we haven't got their final numbers yet. And 2022, it's going to be $1.84. It's a $14 stock. So it's a very reasonably priced stock, but there's always been reasonably priced, three three to 13 uh, uh, PE range. They pay 11.8% in dividend, but that probably is going to go down uh, because earnings have gone down. So don't, you know, don't, Fall in love with the, the the dividend when they have a tougher interest rate environment when they talk about making money using residential mortgage-backed securities. Okay. Okay, uh, when people take time to leave an Invest Talk Podcast Review on iTunes, we'd like to thank them for their courtesy by getting to their questions quickly. So here are some questions from the iTunes Newt Reviews. Gene. I stumbled across your podcast about five years ago and couldn't be more satisfied. I'd like to get your opinion on ticker C-I-V-I. C-I-V-I. Okay, that's Civitas Resources, Inc. Uh, I hold a small position, and I'm thinking about adding more. Would you rate this at buy, hold, or sell? They're engaged in oil and natural gas acquisition, exploration, development, and production in the United States. They're a $4.4 billion company, so they're small cap, but not tiny, just small. They're going to make $6.30 this year, then $10.88 next year. It's a $52 stock. Uh, I still think it's underpriced. It's a 3.5% dividend yield. I mean, the PE is, you know, you're looking at a 5 PE or less. So, it's pretty low. Uh, return equity is 13%. Management owns 1%. Mutual funds are buyers. They almost double. They almost they went for 395 funds a year ago and now 492 funds. 100 funds increase. That was 33% or so. Yeah, maybe 20, 20, 25%. So, yeah, I still like it. I still think it's got a ways to go. I mean... To be, it has had trouble getting above fifty nine dollars. It's hit fifty nine dollars three times in, in in recent months and can't seem to get through. On the other hand, is one found that fell to forty seven dollars three times and can't it doesn't want to break down. So in that same period, so it's tr- it's traveling in a very narrow range right now between forty seven and 59 dollars a share. So it's at fifty two ninety seven today. They kind of like it, okay? Jason from Mini from Minneapolis. I'm 52 and have been investing for a year. I've been listening to your podcast for four months now. I never miss a show. I appreciate that. I have learned so much. Thank you. I have recently purchased XLE and XLF and XLU. I see that there is an XL ETF for all sectors in the market. Would it be a good idea to buy into each XL ETF to be well diversified? I would say no, not all. If you want to be well diversified, just buy SP 500, SPY. That's well diversified. But you can use the XL, he's talking about sector funds. You can use the sector funds for those times when you think a particular sector or several sectors will outperform because of the economic and financial environment that we're in. Okay, that's really what you're using those sector ETS for. Okay, so, So no, I wouldn't buy them all. I just, that's not how I would do it. Doesn't mean you can't do it. Doesn't mean it won't work, but I wouldn't do it that way. Travis, could you give me your professional opinion in regards to ASTS? ASTS, which is Ast Space Mobile Inc., Class A shares. Uh, they're out of Midland, Texas. Is that that's true? And after a treat, uh, recent trip to Odessa, I heard about this company and was immediately intrigued. After some research, I found they'll be launching their first satellite possi- possibly this summer. Does their technology have an niche value? I, I don't know about their technology. I don't know about that. Uh, I can just tell you it provides space-based cellular broadband network with video phone, blah, 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 blah. But they don't make any money. They're not going to make money this year. They never made money. Next year, they're not going to make money. So uh, And sales are $2 million. It's a billion-dollar market. $5.73 stock, I don't, I wouldn't buy it. I don't like buying companies that don't make money. Okay? Joe's moving pretty fast, so I will share the highlights from the KPP Premium Newsletter next. In a few minutes, anyways. eight 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 ninety nine 888-99-CHART.
3: Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at hackerone.com. That's H A C K E R O N E.com. HackerOne.com.
0: InvestTalk is here to help. And when you download the free InvestTalk podcasts, don't forget to rate and review. The phone lines are open.
1: 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Bill in Northern California. Bill. Hi, good afternoon, Steve. Good, um, thanks. My stock is uh, T-Roll uh-huh. Price. I,
3: I, I bought some recently and uh, got a great dividend. But uh, what's your analysis? Do you think it's good? If you were going to add to a position, would you consider it
1: around here or would you wait? Well, I like it because it's... Cheap now. I mean, it wasn't too, wasn't too long ago. Selling for two hundred and twenty-five dollars a share, two hundred twenty-two to twenty-five, and here it is today at one hundred forty-four. Well, what made it do that? Well, there's not a lot, but other than interest rates going to be moving up, but I think they'll do good. T Rowe Price Group, everybody. Uh, out of Baltimore, Maryland, provides investment av- advisory services to individuals and institutions, investors worldwide. It's a $32 billion company. They pay a 3.3% dividend. Their sales growth has fallen, but it's still growing. The most recent quarter, uh, up 13%. Before that was 22%. Before that was 36 and 25 So that's probably why you know the, the growth is slowing, right? It's probably why people sold it off. But that doesn't mean you don't look at it and be interested in it because going forward the PE is like eleven, and their range, by the range, ten to twenty. The Turner Equity thirty-six percent, management owns one percent. Mutual funds are buying slowly. I kind of, I kind of like it in this area. And looking at a chart, it looks like it wants to hold a hundred and forty. Three dollars, 144, and that's exactly where it is today. So, let's why don't you give it a few more days and see if it holds that, you know? And then that's if it does, sounds. you can buy it. buy more. Well, sounds don't like hold, a good plan. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, just don't overload in the one stock, but no, you can buy some here. Okay, let's go to on Fridays. I generally make time to you know give you a quick rundown of key benchmark numbers two year treasury. 1.506, 1.5%. Last week was one and a third percent Two weeks ago was 1.1%. Okay, so <clears throat> it's been moving up. Seven weeks ago is 064 So it's more than doubled in seven weeks. Ten-year Treasury also has gone up, 1.918. Briefly touched 2%. Last week was 1.91. Uh, two weeks, 1.8, 3 weeks, 1.7, so it's moving up too. Gold, 1885 per ounce. Last week is 1806. Before that, three weeks ago, three weeks ago, 1795. Silver today, 2357 per ounce. Last week is 2246. So gold and silver both moving up. Oil was selling for $93.88 a barrel. Two seventy-one two weeks ago, eighty-four four weeks ago, yeah, you know, gone up. So it's going to breach a hundred dollars a barrel. Is it going to breach that? Well, strong, strong possibility. The average national average for a gallon of gasoline three dollars and forty-eight cents, and we know that's pretty high. In California, it's four dollars and sixty-six cents. I've seen it around me five dollars a barrel, five dollars a gallon. So. Of course, if you're in Ohio, you can pay $3.24. Seems like all those Midwestern states, gas gas is cheap. Not sure why that's the case. Well, I know why. I know why in California, why it's expensive. We've got outrageous taxes. It's just ridiculous. You know, oh, I won't go in. 888 uh, 99 charters, our number, everybody. Also, you know, I send out a KPP Premium Newsletter every Saturday morning. We used to do a Friday afternoon, but it's always really a, a go-to-press time crunch for me. Uh, so now it comes out every Saturday morning. And there's four sections of the Premium Newsletter. Uh, I stated in the first section, after January's initial correction, we had a short reflex rally. And in February so far, of the three major indexes, Dallas Dow has shown the most strength. When the stock market is uncertain, it, 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 you, know, you always have big blue chip stocks are kind of, uh, will hold up. They'll still go down, don't get me wrong, but they'll hold up better than smaller companies. Now, of course, the promised interest rates increase the Fed, uh, increases in the, which is the Fed increasing the Fed's fund rate, right? The Fed fund rate, that's the rate that the Federal Reserve charges banks to borrow money from the Federal Reserve. They say in March, they're going to raise the rates. Right now, it's zero, and it's going to go to 0.25. They've been very visible about it. But they have also said they might raise those rates three or four times this year. And that's what the market doesn't like. This does not like it. Because they're afraid it's going to affect the economy. They're afraid the they're Fed's going to get it wrong, which the Fed often does. And they're going to be too aggressive. And, of course, they have inflation numbers out today, which tells... Us, the investors, that, you know, inflation was really high, so therefore the Fed's probably going to raise rates more or have pressure to raise them more to try. Why is that? Why Why would they do that? Because they would want to slow down inflation. Well, how can raising rates slow down infa- inflation? It will, because when it's more expensive, more costs of borrowing money is more expensive, tends to slow down the economy. People don't want to buy, you know, borrow more money. Slowing the economy slows down inflation. Okay, the portfolio management section. Uh, investors are constantly looking for the next big winner. They scour the investment landscape for opportunities and jump at what they see as attractive. Professional investors first analyze the risk involved. They seek to understand the volatility and the risk profile and asset and then determine uh, of the asset and then determine its appropriateness for entry into a balanced portfolio. The average investor rarely looks at investing this way. They typically make their own investment decisions based on a particular stock, and they build their portfolios kind of haphazardly. So, you know, that was in the portfolio management section. Stock ideas, a leading provider of payment processing and software solutions... Dude, that's one of the ideas. Kind of like it because it's fallen down recently, and maybe a good opportunity to buy. Also, an electronics payment solutions merchants customers with a focus on online transactions. The names I give you, yeah, you know, the symbols and names in the newsletter, of course. Um, let's see. Um, that was about it. Of course, oh, there is one more section, and that's the consumer watch section. Um, so every week you're going to get. These things, this in the, in the newsletter. I, we do it every week. Two stock ideas every week. Uh, so, you know, we talk, go over some of the economic numbers during the week that came out and what their impact might be. And you can subscribe just going to InvestTalk.com if you want. I think it's worth worth it. Let's go to Edward in San Diego. Hi, Edward. Yes. Hi. Uh... Steve,
0: what do you think about Lumen uh, at this price? I used to hold it, and I sold it. Now I want to get back to it.
1: Yeah, I got crushed this week, uh, down to $10.09 last couple, three days. Um, uh, Trying to remember, I don't own it. Uh, I think it was guidance and and a a dividend cut. Worries, so that was the problem. the 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 thing I don't like about Lumen Technology and that that this company provides local, exchange, long distance, network, accessory, broadband services to rural communities in 30, 37 states. What the thing I don't like about it is that sales have been shrinking every quarter for over two years, almost two and a half years. Yeah, they're shrinking slowly. You know, three to five percent per quarter, but it needs to turn that around. Earnings are going to be down twenty-two percent for two thousand twenty-two this year, and another down twenty-one percent next year. So, uh, to, for me, I, I'm not I'm not interested in this company because everything's going the wrong direction, and they have a pretty good load of debt. Uh, even though you're going to look at it and say, "Well, gee, it's a ten-dollar stock," and they're going to make a dollar seventeen. So, what is that? You know, a nine PE? That's pretty low going forward. Well, yeah, before a company goes out of business, just to let you know, the PE may go down low, 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 because the stock goes down. And then they stop having earnings, and they have no PE. So, it's, it, And the yield is very high. Dividend yield, 9.9. 9, but eh, not for me. I, I don't recommend it. I really don't. Okay. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Well, I didn't like that. Sure. Oh, well. Well, February is almost half over, everybody, and so the new year is moving along and what feels like a fast pace—at least to me. Are you keeping up? You may or may not have um, gone through the process of aligning your portfolio. I hope you have. I, we talked about that ad nauseum in November, December. Rebalance, rebalance, rebalance. You know, watch out for high-growth stocks. Uh, you know, how, 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 over a year, we talked about commodity stocks should start to work. And, you know, I hope you've done some of that. It doesn't mean to get out of your high-growth stocks, but it certainly means to take some profits and rebalance. That's for sure. So I think it's worth a minute to tell you what we, the benefits of our company. Justin Klein and I manage this own KPP Financial. We're based in Irvine, California, in Orange County. That's in Southern California, between San Diego and the LA counties. And just to remind you, we're a little bit different we operate a little bit different you know uh, our philosophy is independent thinking and shared success and we implement what we call parallel investing meaning we buy the same things for ourselves as we do for our clients same price same percentage of our portfolios so that we you know we're on the, we want to be on the same side of the table as all our clients are and that's how we do it okay we give you unbiased guidance We'll take a look at your portfolio at no cost, no obligation. And, and I'm serious, no obligation. You don't have to become a client. We'll take a look at it. We want you to become a client, but you don't have to. And we won't try to talk you into it. So just send us a message through investtalk.com. Investtalk.com. That's with two T's. Investtalk.com. Or you can call our KPP Financial Office or California if you like. I think after speaking with me or Justin, mostly uh, these days, mostly talking to Justin, um, Uh, You'll find that we're a little different. I think you will. So, again, there's no obligation. Next up, we'll go back to the Vestok Voice Bank. Remember, the phone lines never close. 888 99 chart.
0: Yes, this is Donald.
2: I'm from Pennsylvania. I was looking at a stock commercial vehicle group. The ticker is C V G I. It's trading at about seven and something, seven point seven nine. Seems to be in a downtrend. It's an in industrial space. And I was wondering if you might take a look at it, look at the debt, and uh what your thoughts are on it and if this might be a decent reopening or post COVID. Play and um, what might be a decent price for it? Give me your thoughts. I appreciate your insights and thank you very much for your time. I'll listen for your answer on the podcast.
3: Thank you. Bye.
1: Okay, Commercial Vehicle Group uh, out of New Albany, Ohio, manufactures system solutions and components for the commercial vehicle market. So it's very cyclical. That's what your. That's one of the things that's happening. When stocks are very cyclical, meaning they're attached to the economic cycle, and what I'm saying is is when the economic cycle is growing, the stocks that are attached to it grow with it. When they're shrinking, they shrink with it. And remember, investors look forward, look forward. So they're looking at their stock and say, well, man, interest rates are rising. Is the Fed trying to slow the economy? If they slow the economy, then these kinds of stocks won't work. So that's why uh, it's under pressure going downward. Now, looking at a pure... Value play: How good is it? Well, they're going to make a dollar two this year and a dollar twenty nine next year. It's a seven dollars and fifty five cent stock. That means its PE is what six or so, or less. And uh, its five year range is four to fifty nine. And sales are doing very well right now, up twenty percent, twenty eight percent in the most recent quarter. But that was last September quarter. So we haven't got the new numbers. Uh, up a hundred percent the quarter before that. So it's very inexpensive, but it tends to be inexpensive. A cyclical stock that is is an automobile kind of stock, or you know, vehicle kind of stock, usually suffers pretty low PE ratios. They just that's just what they are. So uh, they don't pay a dividend. Uh, it doesn't attract me until it stops that fall. You're right. It's in a long-term downtrend. I'd probably say away from it for the time being. Not uh, something I'd be interested. 888 chart 888-992-4278. Okay, Consumer Confidence December was the lowest it's been in a, what, a year? For several years. 61.7. It was 67.2 the month before. This is put, put, put out by the University of Michigan. Uh, and the worry is mostly over rising inflation because we had higher inflation numbers. Now the problem with the consumer confidence report, you know, you really what they're trying to do is see if the consumer is confident to go spend, and we saw that the consumer spending numbers weren't very good, so you can assume that the confidence is low, and I think it is. Uh, but a lot of things can drive, a lot of short term things can drive the consumer confidence. Could be in Ukraine and Russia. That could, if something blows up overnight, and they take this re- survey. Boy, I tell you, this is going to drop like a rock. So it's hard to it's hard for me to really get into this statistic. It's it's not durable enough for me. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And of course our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now. 888-99 charge.
0: Markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now, and he's ready to talk with you. Call Invest Talk, 888 99
2: Chart. Hello, Steve. Justin, this is Zach from Atlanta. Quick question. I was wondering what you guys thought about the regional banks and. The ticker symbol DPST, if that could be a potential good investment, uh, I understand it's a leverage of uh, that. And then also another one, iRobot, I've taken a slide in here in the last last while, and I was just
3: thinking about it. The ticker symbol is IRBT, and the other ticker symbol is DPST, Daily Regional Banks, all three time shares. All right, thank you.
1: Okay, that's the direction fund, the bank one, it's ETF, D P S T, and it's three hundred percent leverage to the banking sector. And I don't really like that kind of leverage. Too high, and you know, I, I just don't care for that. And a lot of people do like it. It's kind of a trading vehicle for these things, and I think trading is very, very difficult. On the other one, I I robot corp. Uh, designs and builds robots that perform domestic chores, both inside and outside the home. They're going to make $1.74 this year. They're $4.30 next year. Uh, $64 stock, though, so it's not cheap. And the most recent quarter, December quarter, fell, the sales fell 16%. For five or six quarters before that, they were always growing. So I'm not sure why that's happening. That makes me a little bit uneasy. Management owns 2%. Future funds are net sellers in the last year. We're going from 520 down to 467. Uh, And funds own a great deal of this company. It's a $1.7 billion company. The funds own about 75% of this company. And I don't like that much ownership. It's a bit too high. Management owns 2%, which is good. But when it's that high for the funds, there's not a lot of room for it to continue to go higher. And funds really dry price. That's iRobot, I-R-B-T. Solid company, but just not my cup of tea. Okay? Uh, streaming, of course, as you know, is extremely popular. Everybody's streaming. Disney+, Plus, Netflix, you name it, they stream it, Right. And the deal with streaming is there's no commercials or very little commercials. So how important are ads to the streaming business? And I'll tell you right now, it's very important. Very important ads. The 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 uh, How they do it, where they get their revenue, uh, these Netflix and Disney Plus and all, they get their revenues from the launch page to get to their streaming. That launch page is becoming more and more important as far as Ads are concerned, okay. Advertisers—that's—they call it the gatekeeper. You—you you know, turn on your Netflix, and there you are—the big screen there. That's the gate, and then you decide to go find where you want to go. That's where they're targeting for the ads, and it's going to become more and more a focus going forward. And they're tracking you. They're going to get more and more artificial intelligence software tracking everything you do, everything you see, what you're looking at. So those ads that they do show you, all targeted. I have personal experience of this. I was looking at new cars, bought a new Jeep not that long ago. And I was, you know, I'm looking on the Internet and trying to find some good prices and what I wanted and all that stuff. And I still get those ads now. I'm getting ads all the time, you know, for buying a Jeep or a four-wheel drive. I'm bombarded with them. When I go to the internet, bombarded. That's how they're doing it. Might as well get used to it. You have no privacy, people. Not happening. Okay. Finally, inflation running high, right? We're at what? Uh seven percent twelve month uh, twelve year over year, seven percent inflation. Um what's highest? What's the highest inflated prices? What are they? I, 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 and I tell you, you're, you're probably going to say, yeah, that's true. Used cars, guess how much it was year over year, up. The value, the cost of a used car, year over year cost, 40.5%. 4-0, 40, 4-0, 40, 40.5%. you believe that? Uh, medicine uh, is only 1.4% year over year. Close, 5.3% you know uh food seven percent interesting i'm cp and this completes another invest program justin klein i thank you for listening and we encourage you to do tell your friends and family members about us we really would appreciate that you can get our podcast on itunes google play spotify and we would love a a review on itunes if you get a chance take a little time out to do that i appreciate that um, and independent thing to share with us, everybody. I hope you have a great weekend. I'll see you next week.
2: Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered and offered to buy or sell securities.